to the Consciousness Anywhere and Everywhere podcast. I am Shannon O'Hara, and I invite you to a completely new world of possibilities. What choice for true sexualness, gratitude in your relationships, and unlimited receiving can you make this Valentine's Day from February 14th? through the 28th, everything in my sex and relationships category on my web shop will be 15% off. All things sex and relationship are on sale. Whether you're single, coupled up, or a question mark, you will find everything to create a truly great sex and relationship reality for you. Visit shannon-ohara.com backslash Valentine's Dash Special to check it out. Welcome to another episode of Consciousness Anywhere podcast coming to you live and direct from our bedroom with Shannon O'Hara and Max Zulek. So create your body or this reality will do it for you. This is another episode of the consciousness diet, basically. that The theme of food, your body, creation, and joy. So what do we mean by create your body or this reality will do it for you? So as you guys, if you've done any access at all, you probably would have, would have heard the question of who does this belong to? If you're listening to this, I can pretty much guarantee you that you are super, super, super aware you probably wouldn't really be very interested in this podcast unless <laughs> so you were interested in more awareness. So how much have you noticed that so many of your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, like when you ask the question of who does this belong to, they're actually not yours. And so how much are you actually picking up from around you like all of the time? Even if there's no one physically close to you, you're still aware of what's going on for other people and other bodies. Yeah. And this is one of the, I think like the big, the great crimes against our lives that occurs is that no one, almost no one functions from the reality, the truth that you're aware and your body is aware. So we're not really taught about awareness growing up. In fact, we're taught to misidentify awareness constantly. So then by the time we're adults, we like have absolutely no clue how to follow that awareness to the source. Until you start learning like, oh yeah, I'm picking, I'm picking this up. And it's even, look, it's like science even now can finally identify that all molecules are communicating with each other constantly. Yeah. So our bodies are these uh, receptive organisms that literally are perceiving communication from other bodies, from the earth, from trees, from outer space. Literally, this is an airy-fairy. This is like actually scientifically proven. And if you do not choose and create your body, then we tend to live in the constant ping-pong uh, you know, of being bounced around and in reaction to and functioning from all the stuff going on around our bodies all the time. Which a lot of it is a lie. It's like this reality is about fitting in, belonging, being normal. It's not about you being different and you having your capacities, for example. So this reality will create your reality if you don't. And that includes your body. And what something that Max said, and at one point, somewhere 
recently about we were we we've been working slowly on the consciousness diet (laughs) book i am fast at every single thing in my life except writing books it is like i move like glacier pace like i will forge this valley over the next fifty thousand years um so we're slowly working on the consciousness diet book we're going to do a class we're going to do a class before the book is ready really um but something that you wrote in your section of the consciousness diet your consciousness diet story was about your unique body and that really pinged me because what's true is that nobody's the same Mm. and if we try to apply the same methods standards ideas prescriptions quantities that work for other bodies to our body we're in essence invalidating our unique body so it becomes very relevant to start questioning your unique body And that's one of the primary premises of the consciousness diet is like always being in the question. Because if you don't question, you'll never discover what's real and true for your body because no one else is asking you. (laughs) (laughs) They're not even asking themselves. (laughs) They're like, not only am I not going to ask you what's going on with your body, I'm going to tell you what's going on with your body. And pretend that I know what's going on with your body. Right, so that's what we see in, in, you know, with doctors is like, when do you go to the doctor? And they're like, okay, so what's your body aware of? You know, they're never, that's not where they're coming from. Dr. Dane here, perhaps. Yeah, Dr. Dane here, exactly. (laughs) He's the future of that. Yeah, the future of creating your body. Wow, it's a a big topic. Um, So everything this is, everything that's come up for you so far, listening Hmm. to this, can we destroy and uncreate all of that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. What I've found for myself um, on this nine-year journey so far with Access Consciousness um, and getting out of judgment is that I've put so much energy into the lies in my life that somehow I think they're still relevant, right? So like all of that energy that I've missed in trying to get it right and like I studied five years of naturopathy and like I always tried to find the answer and Mm. I got some really good information along the way. But there's still an element to me where I'm like, I don't want to give all that up because I've invested so much energy into it. So everywhere you guys are doing that, yeah, would so, you be willing to give that up? Right. Yeah. Everywhere that you're, everywhere that you're, des- everywhere that you think that the right answer for your body will eventually pan out if you keep like <laughs> judging it long, if you keep judging what's right or wrong long enough, eventually this judgment thing is going to pan out. And you'll find the answer. Yeah, and then it'll all be magically better. And then suddenly you're normal and you fit in. And everything that that is, you guys destroy it and create it. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And so the way in truth to that magically better is so different than we're really taught. And that's what the whole consciousness, that's what access is all about. And that's what the whole consciousness diet thing is all about, is that the way to getting to that magical better body is actually by talking to your magical better body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the willingness for someone like me, I function from a lot of order and structure and trying to find the answer and rightness and so forth, like I said, is chaos. Chaos is like the creative force of life and living. Mm. Like Shannon gave an example in a class the other day of a bird, for example. A bird doesn't wake up in the morning and like creates a to-do list. <laughs> you know, I'm going to eat this worm today and then I'll probably have that bug and then everything will be okay. Yeah. They function from chaos. They wake up in the morning and they follow the energy of the creation of their living. And they have to follow the energy with their bodies. Otherwise, they die. Yeah. 
And that's what's, I think, so bizarre about what's going on with people bodies in this day and age on the planet is nowhere ever in the history of mankind have you ever been able to sit in one place all day long and still survive. You know, even as recent as 100 years ago, you would have had to have been plowing your field, running from wild animals, hunting, like gathering, gathering, like really moving to make sure you didn't die. And be aware as well. And to be aware. And But now we can, for the first time ever in the history of our ever, forever on this planet, we can sit inside and not move all day long and survive. And so it's like... Notice how Shannon said survive. She didn't say thrive. (laughs) Yeah. It's another key. So it's an interesting time to really like be in the question because we have all of this perceived, I would say, luxury where we don't have to... You know, we don't have to farm our own food. We don't even have to prepare our own food and we can survive. In fact, it's encouraged. I mean, it's so much cheaper to have somebody else prepare your food. It's just, what are they? What kind of food are they preparing for you? You know, are you asking your body what it wants? And so this thing about creating your body or this reality will do it for you. It's exactly, it's like, what if asking your body with everything that had to do with your body could create the magical body that you could have if you chose to have it. Now, this asking a question to everything that involves your body might seem tedious to some people. It really has for me. I'll admit that. Like when I, when my dad, it was my dad who said, you know, ask your body, you know, Mm. I'd be like, what do you think I should do? Is this right? He'd be like, ask your body. Like for years, he was like, ask your body. (laughs) So finally I learned, oh, I need to ask my body. And I have to ask my body with everything that has to do with the body. So that's what I eat, right? Because that's the body. That's not me. It's my body eating. What I wear. Boy, does my body have some strong points of view about what it wears. Even if I wear the wrong t-shirt, my back hurts, right? I take off the t-shirt, put on another t-shirt, my body's totally, the back pain is completely gone. It's so it has really strong points of view about what to wear. I am known to go through seven outfits in one day. She is. <laughs> Who you have, you know, who you in, who you copulate with, that's the body's domain. And how the body moves, that's the body's domain. So all these areas that are body areas, it's like, are you asking your body how it wants to move, what it wants to eat, what it wants to wear, who it wants to copulate with? Or are you projecting and expecting at your body? And whose points of view are you projecting and expecting at your body? And is that your body or is that this reality dictating and determining your body? Yeah. So the next thing too is avoiding or trying to move away from or getting rid of um, being aware of other people's points of views doesn't actually work. What works is inclusion. The more you include the more you can actually create your reality. Mm. So it's not about excluding the awareness of other people's points of views. It's about including those points of views and getting clear on what actually is. Right. You actually can't make awareness go away. That's <laughs> We've both tried. <laughs> it's like... And many humanoids have tried. How do I not be aware of this? Oh, and so how many of you guys actually do use food or drugs or excessive alcohol uh, or exercise to make awareness less? Yeah, to numb out the awareness. People do all sorts of things. People use drugs. People use alcohol. People uh, use judgment. Food has been a big people one for me. People use food yeah. a lot in this. I mean, you see a lot of people. They'll be sitting down going, honk, honk, honk. Because they're looking for that conclusion. They're looking for like the numbness 
that that can... That allows the awareness to go away. Yeah. So when you can finally just come to terms with the fact that awareness, like, isn't going to go away, right? Like, then the journey of real true magic begins. At least it did for me. Mm. And that's the magic of awareness, you know? So when you're inclusive, as Max stated. So let me give an example of that from today. Actually, I have a good one. (laughs) So I was driving home from Pilates and I was in school drop-off rush hour. And there's a lot of roundabouts where we're staying in Australia right now, like a lot of roundabouts. So me and this guy get into an altercation in the roundabout. And he was actually, I actually went and searched the traffic. Like after I got home, I actually went online and searched the traffic laws to see which one of us was like in the right or in the, in the wrong. And he was in the wrong, which I would love for him to universally, he's going to definitely find that out one way or another, even if I never see this man again. Anyways. I'm pulling into the roundabout. He comes just shredding behind me, like slamming on his horn, just fury. And I'm like, ah! immediately my body goes into reaction. And I like, and I just, I, I catch it and I'm like, okay. And I relax and I just look at my rear view mirror and this guy's like dropping off his little kid at school and his son is in the front seat, just like mortified and like kind of like shocked about his dad. And I'm like, yeah, I've been there, done that, you know. Grew up with angry people too. <laughs> and, and then this guy has to sit behind me in bumper to bumper traffic for 10 minutes while he like because it's a heavy school traffic and I we're just both sitting there and like I'm just in this bubble of rage with this guy and I notice my stomach is turning and I'm like okay and I try and I'm like oh I'm right or he's wrong or did I do something wrong like going into like how do I handle this and finally I was like body this doesn't really need to be your issue and as, as soon as I told my body, it was like, oh, okay. Like my body was in fight mode because this guy had projected so much. It was frightened by this energy that was coming from behind from this other car. And I was like, body, it's okay. My body was like, oh, okay. Like it didn't know what to do with that energy till I told it like, we're not fighting. It's fine. Like that's like. And one of the purposes of anger is to control. So he was like trying to control you and the situation. Yeah. And, um, and And I noticed how no matter what, I couldn't stop being aware of this guy in the car behind me. It was like I was just glued to this guy. And I realized, and I sort of started relaxing and like just like going through my pod pocking processes, like using my tools. And and then I felt in his world, like, I guess like everywhere, it was like actually like a lot of like woman hating sexual rage Mm. and thinking how interesting that he collides with me this random stranger out in the world and projects all this energy at me in my body i have nothing to do with his life obviously this is an energy he's been cultivating and working on on his own somewhere else right but me and my body were the recipient of that and it probably wasn't an accident because through relaxing through the process with him I was sort of able to transform i was able to receive that from him and really transform the energy yeah. And it wasn't this like happy ending resolution where we got on like each got out of the car and hugged, although I would have liked that, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like let's work through this brother rather than you going off into the world with all this upset, right? Yeah. And like I would have preferred that, but obviously that's not what happened and he turned off and I drove on and but that's this example of um I was aware of everything that was going on in this guy's world. And if I didn't acknowledge that I was aware of him, my body would have been twisted up in knots from yeah. all of his forced, projected upset. Yeah. But I was just aware of it. It was sort of like, okay, I'm aware of this. I'm in this anger bubble with you in our cars right now for the next 10 minutes. And it's an awareness. It's not wrong to be aware. 
because I'm aware of his anger isn't bad. Being aware isn't bad. Being aware of intense things like that isn't bad. It's just a gift of awareness, even when it's perceiving things that are hard to perceive. When you mentioned that story to me this morning before we did the podcast. Yeah, I had to come home and tell Max immediately about it because I actually needed some help to finalize that energy because it was so strong. I came home and I said to Max, I was just a victim of road rage, you know, and I talked to Max for like one minute and literally just communicating to you facilitated the final sort of transformation of energy. And the first thing that actually came to my awareness when you told me the story was like, I wonder what he needed what he was looking for from you, yeah. like as a facilitation. And that's what Pavi mentioned there. And it reminded me actually of a story from many years ago when a guy hit the back of my van, mm-hmm. like just very softly in a roundabout. And so we pulled over and he pulled over. And my brother was in the car as well. And my brother was, he was upset and angry at him. And it was like, and it was like, it was my car. And <laughs> I was driving and I was like, had a little like a bumper bar on the back, which was probably fine, anyways. For all so, you out there to know, Max is a very cool cucumber. <laughs> and so I hopped out of the car, and this guy was rageful. He was yelling right. and screaming and running towards me as well. Huh. And I basically just sort of like had my hands out in front, and I was just like, "Dude, it's okay. There's no problem. Everything's fine. It's cool. There's no problem." And he relaxed, and because my brother was rageful, so I'm. Pretty sure he was picking that up and he was like ready to fight and stuff. And I was like, dude, and I was trying to tell my brother to fucking chill out as well. Yeah. And I was like, it's cool, it's cool, no worries. And then he was like, he started putting his barriers down. He was quite autistic as well, I could mm. tell. And then he, as he put his barriers down, he like was so grateful and he started hugging me. Right. And right. It was very interesting to notice that like what we facilitate basically. And this was before I started Access and before I had any idea of that, but it's sort of my nature. And the fact that contribute. you guys actually touched. So like your yeah. body, what was your body facilitating for him? Yeah. Like he literally probably tapped your car and then leaped out to hug you because his body needed something so dynamically. Yeah. And that's the reality with bodies that no one ever teaches us about. And we tend to make ourselves completely wrong and our body's completely yeah. wrong about it. Yeah. Because if you're a healer and you have capacities, like people are actually looking for that and they don't fucking know it nor do they acknowledge it and they will do whatever it takes to the have that energy the body will do whatever it takes to get right. that energy and men right. t- tend since it's so socially unacceptable for men to be sensual and close together it and tends to receive it tends yeah. to turn into aggression between men yeah. when it's really sexual energy and not necessarily copulatory energy yeah. but a sensual caring between men intimacy sexualness receiving yeah And that's actually a lot of the energy that that my road rage guy today was having was I could just like, it was just fully this sexual anger and actually getting out of the car to hug probably would have been great for him and his son who then didn't have to grow up to have that as his reality either. But that's an example of if, for example, like his son, if his son doesn't create his body, his dad's force and points of view and anger towards women Mm -hmm. and anger towards his own stuff that's going on in his own body and life. Like how easy it is for us as children to take that on because our parents aren't being like, look, this is my stuff. (laughs) You're probably picking up and you're probably aware of my stuff. This doesn't have to be your stuff, right? Like when do parents have conversations like that with themselves, let alone their children? And this is where if you don't create your body, 
this reality will do it for you. And if you don't realize that you actually have license to create your body and that you don't have to live at the effect of others, what power does that give you? Yeah. What power do you have that you have never acknowledged? And what if that power looked completely different than what you ever thought? So what are some of the ways in which we can create our bodies? So question. We've asked a lot of questions so far in this podcast. And I say that's a big go-to. And that's the first time I mentioned too, is who does this belong to? Now, I want a little side note on that question too, is like, I don't always get a clear response when I ask who does it belong to of, is Mm. it heavy or is it light? Right. So, but I have learned, the more I ask the question, the more subtle information I actually receive. Because when I started Axis, I had no idea what the difference between heavy and light was because all I knew was heavy. I didn't know what light actually was for me as an awareness sense. So I had to learn that over time and I'm continuing to ask questions. So if you're asking who does this belong to and you don't get something clear, don't worry about it. Just keep asking questions. Keep finding out. Question is one of the creative elements of true creation. So in Access, we talk about that true creation, like real creation, like if you're going to create, these are the four ways to do that. Question being number one. Question is number one. Body. What do you want to eat? Body. How much do you want to eat? Body. Are you done? (laughs) Are you done? Body. What's your reality with this? Yeah. So question is number one. Number two. Is choice. Choice. So once you get the awareness from the question, you know, like for example, I was just eating before we started this podcast and I had put out, I had some leftovers, some lasagna we made a couple nights ago and I, and it wasn't much. And I, and I, but I, you know, warmed it up and I was eating it. And then I noticed that I had stopped eating it and I was working on a document on my computer and I looked at the plate and I, there was this, um, sort of like automatic, like, Oh, I should finish that. But I, that, so, Oh, I should like, what question is, Oh, I should finish that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I caught myself and I went, wait, body, do you actually want this? And it didn't, it was done. It had stopped when it was finished without me thinking about it or having like a huge, like it just did it. It stopped. And then, body, do you want this? And said, no, it's done. And so then taking action to not finish the rest of the food is my choice. Like that's the choice based on the awareness. Or I, or I can choose to override my body and finish the plate of food, which is another choice. It's just a choice. Yeah. So question, choice. choice. Possibility. Ooh, so possibility. choice. Every choice you make creates multiple possibilities and more choices. Mm. So possibility can be anything. Well, one of the massive wow things that you did for me at one point, it was like early last year, I had, I've, Max has been like a, someone I've gone to a lot for help with like working through stuff with my body. I have been like a chronic overfeeder for most of like a self-confessed chronic overfeeder for most of my life. It's still like one of the areas of, I'd say like the least conscious choosing for me. And, but I've, I've gotten, thanks to you, my God has my whole point of view around it completely changed. Mm. Instead of like judging myself to death about it, to like insanity and back, it's like not a, like, I should fucking kill myself because I just ate too much moment. Like, it's more like (laughs) a, like a, oh, I did that again. Oops. I'm still worth loving. Like, you know, the the world is not going to fucking end and I'm not going to be crucified, you know? So you've really worked through a lot of that with me and just through your kindness and sort of incredible knowledge about food. Um, 
And so you're uh, like a beginning of last year, I came to you and I was like, I'm noticing this energy. Like I am having this like compulsion to eat, but I'm not like, I know my body's not hungry. Can you please help me? Hmm. And what you basically got to with me was you asked like, are you looking or do you create a conclusion with food? And that was completely what I was doing. And I had never really been able to identify it before. And what I was basically doing with food was trying to get to this place of like the energy stopping flowing essentially. So, and that's what overeating does. It really blocks energy. And this is the whole thing about if you don't create your body, this reality will create it for you because I'm 97 and a half percent sure that I learned that food behavior from one of my parents. Right. So it's like, and so many people around mm, that then reinforce that. Yeah. And so what I've noticed with the questioning around quantities of food and body, what do you want to eat and how much of this do you want to eat? What I've noticed is that when I don't overeat, there's this like light energy that's always there that I've often tried to get away from through overeating that I've realized is actually the energy of possibility. And if you overeat, you're sort of like, you you take up all the space of possibility. But when you leave space and not overfeed or overfill, there remains this incredible lightness of possibility that I'm going to be quite honest, has been a very uncomfortable energy for me, which probably isn't even my body's reality either. Like that's probably uh, energy I picked up from, from someone else. It's like my birth father grew up in a very poor Jewish family in a Jewish ghetto at the very end of World War II. That was a very rough time for food, a very rough time for Jews. And the whole like long line of suffering, starving Jews, you know? So I've had to really like question because that reality, if I don't question and if I don't create my own body, oh man, oh man, is it easy to buy into that whole whole reality of the suffering, starving Jew. I better eat now because any minute, any day, you know. And the other interesting thing we do with that is like if you have this particular thing for um, lack comes through that, but then you perceive somebody else's lack, which might come through a different, completely different Completely. You're still routed into that same pathway. So w- what I've noticed is like I sometimes have gone like, but this has been happening my whole life or I've been, this right. has and been there my whole life. And what question is, this has been happening my which whole life. Which is no question whatsoever. Right. And then what I've noticed is that it's like people might have a different story, but it's the same sort of energy and I'll pick up on that and then shuffle it into my story. So we don't need to shuffle things into our <laughs> stories, basically. is It's just like, if it's lighter, if it lines up when you ask, who does this belong to? Just be like, cool, never mind. Exactly. And that's what's so liberating and beautiful about the consciousness diet is that when you ask your body a question... It knows. That's the thing. It's not this like really big, complex, difficult maze to work through. Your body is talking to you all the time. Yeah. All the time. And do you listen? And you may have to open the floodgates. Like mm. if you haven't listened for a long time. Shannon talks about this in terms of entity awareness. And that's mm. where I first sort of like learned this from. Like if you block out awareness, particular forms of awareness like entities, for example, or something with your body for a long, long time, you have this awareness buildup. Mm-hmm. So when you make that choice to go, no matter fucking what, I'm going to be aware now. I'm going to listen to my body. Yeah. You're going to open up the floodgates to a whole lot of awareness. And your body might, yeah, exactly. And your body's going to be like, shit, you're listening to me for the first time. <laughs> Massive download. Exactly. It's going to, it's going to say a lot. 
<laughs> in a short period of time. And it might feel like an overwhelm or like a lot. But if you keep on with that choice and be like, okay, no matter what, I'm going to get through this. Mm-hmm. After that avalanche, you, it will get much easier. Yeah, exactly. And that's really like prioritizing your body's consciousness. Because your body is conscious and your body does know. And do you prioritize that? Or do you prioritize the point of view you use to dominate your body's consciousness? And if you use points of view to dominate your body's consciousness, that's never going to lead to that magical, amazing body that is, that's healthy, happy, joyful, exuberant, and generative. Yeah, it has, points of view have nothing to do with your body, basically. Exactly. Because your body has its own reality. So what else is possible with your magical body? And, you know, I think this is a, it's like a profound conversation, but remarkably simple to apply. And, and it does take some big choices. Oh, you know, we didn't mention the fourth element of creation. <laughs> Contribution. Yeah, I could have spun out with possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're in the question, towards your body, with your body, as your body, and you're choosing based on body's awareness and body's information and accessing greater possibilities, what contribution then becomes available to your body and what contribution does your body then become? Period. Have you allowed your body to be a contribution in your life or has your body been this sack of shit that you've had to bear? <laughs> oh, poor body. <laughs> Bodies get, so, get such a bad rap and they provide so much for us. So much, yeah. So what else is possible? No matter where you're at, right now with your body in your life like what's possible from here it doesn't have anything to do with anybody else you cannot compare yourself or your body to anybody else never works that's totally true you have to listen to your own unique body so you start where you are right now no matter what that is no matter what there's always greater possibility from your choice and join us for the consciousness diet class if you really if you know this is an area that you need to work through creating your body um it's starts at the beginning of march march 1st and you there is prerequisite of access foundation so if you've not done the access foundation before if you don't even know what access is just go to the show notes maybe you won't hop on this class with us but at least it will be the beginning of having access to some different amazing tools um yeah there's a whole world of possibility with your body and beyond. How does your body get any better than this? Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find and choose. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this with somebody who you know who might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on shannon-ohara.com or talktotheentities.com. And to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can visit accessconsciousness.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm-hmm.